Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening. The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. Today we thought we might have a chat about seeds and specifically about heirloom and hybrid seeds, what they are and the benefits and disadvantages of both. And Keith, I know this is probably your subject because I know how passionate you are, how incredibly passionate you are about your seeds. So I think I might sit back, ask a few questions and learn. Let's go. (laughs) Let's start with what exactly heirloom seeds are. Oh, I love this subject and I love my heirloom seeds. An heirloom seed is classified basically as an open pollinated seed. And what that means is that you take that a seed that is an heirloom, you plant it, it will grow, it will come to fruition, it'll produce either the vegetable that you wanted or the flower that, that it's supposed to produce. You can then save those seeds if you let them go all the way through and then grow them again next year and they will grow true to type. That means that they'll produce exactly what you grew last year. So you keep on saving those seeds year in, year out. Yeah, on and on and on from generation to generation. Exactly. That's just fantastic. And that's what happened. You know, when when countries were first settled, the people um, came over and they, they brought with them the seeds that they grew and they knew from their own countries and they just loved those particular varieties and that's what they planted and they kept on growing and harvesting and saving and doing all these sorts of things. So they they kept these beautiful old heirloom varieties alive, which was just fantastic. Can we go back a little bit? You said open pollinated. So how does how does that actually work? So it's pollinated by an insect. Yes. Can you just explain that process? It doesn't have to be, it can be an insect, it can be the wind, it can be a, the pollination process is, is just natural. It's it natural is. pollination. It is. But the difference is that there is, there is a sexual cycle happening there. There is the pollen from one plant in being inserted into another plant and it's the whole reproductive cycle, which is all part of that. Natural. Okay. So that's in short an heirloom seed. Mm-hmm. What is a hybrid seed? A hybrid seed, um, and probably the, the easiest way to explain how this all happened was that back in uh, the late 1950s, early 60s, mm. one of the biggest things to have happened in our lives were supermarkets. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. So supermarkets um, then became a, a source where everyone would go to get everything they needed. Yeah. And the old seed companies saw an opportunity here to make a lot of money. Mm. And what they did was they created these seeds that are called hybrids and they are created in a laboratory. They're not created naturally, so there's a process of reproduction taken out of it. Mm. And what happens then is that those seeds, that they took the best components of probably three or four different particular plants. And the easiest one to sort of explain is the tomato. Mm. So they looked at a plant or a seed that produced a good, strong rootstock. So they took the genetics of that, 
Mm-hmm. And then they found a, a tomato that, that grew great big size tomatoes, all of a uniform size, a uniform shape. And they took the genes from that and inserted it into, into the, the other bits. And they created these plants. Mm. And then they went out and they sold these plants and the seeds and what they produced to the market gardeners. Mm. So then the market gardeners were then growing something that they could take to the supermarket and sell. Mm. What a tomato has to be for a supermarket is two things. It needs to be both produce and box. Produce and box. Yes. So so what they did was they didn't want a tomato that's going to get on the shelf and be all bruised. No. So they made them thick-skinned. Yes. And they didn't want a tomato that they're going to put on a shelf that's going to last there two or three days like an heirloom will mm. and go soft mm. and soggy. Mm. So they took a, out of that particular tomato, they took out the ability of that tomato to ripen mm-hmm. so they could sit on a shelf mm. for so, weeks and oh. weeks and weeks. So they became both produce and box. Mm-hmm. But at the detriment of something in particular? Taste. That's it. Absolutely. Flavour. So that was it. You lost the flavour. The best bit. The best bits. The very best bit, just so that people could make money. And <laughs> we are we are not talking about a little bit of money here. No. We're talking about a lot of money. And because these seeds were hybrids, what it meant was that the market gardener couldn't pick all the best tomatoes that he had and go and save them and then produce the seeds next year and go and grow them. Yes. Because they would not grow true to Type they would grow go back either to one of the the individual ones that they were created from. So it might have been a rootstock of a very very vigorous one that produces only little tiny tomatoes, mm. or it might be a very very weak growing one. But whatever. And the other thing that it might not do is grow at all because it could be sterile. Uh huh. So, so that those means seeds could not be used again. No, unlike it, heirloom seeds, which could go on and on and on. On and on and on. The seeds had to so they, they had to go back to the laboratory. No, they didn't have to go back to the laboratory because <laughs> they had all the seeds. The seed company owns the seeds. Oh, okay, okay, right. okay. So, so, so what that then meant was that the seed company owns the food that we eat. Oh, dear. That's just wrong. It is. and I'm it's sorry. Abs- I think it, it's wrong. It is wrong. If you want to equate out the profit in that, if we take the great big red tomato that you see in the, in the supermarket, which is called Flavorite, and it has uh, an F1 written after it, and the F means filial and the 1 means that, it, that is the year of creation. So it was a filial 1 or created in the first lot of, um, you know, manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, yes. What that means is that if you had sitting here on your table a gram just one gram of Flavorite seeds, that would be worth more than one gram of gold. Oof, really? So, yeah, that's it. That's oh. what they work out to. Oh. So the seed companies make an enormous it's amount of profit out of, out of the seeds. Oh, so, so that's why I'm passionate about heirlooms because when you have an heirloom, an heirloom seed, you know that you can save those seeds and you know that you're going to grow year in, year out. So you own what you eat and not the seed companies. Wow. 
That is fantastic. Why would people, well, obviously it's convenience going to the supermarket, but why you, I mean, surely flavour would always outwin, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the bland things that we buy at the supermarket. Absolutely. But I know it's, yeah. it is convenience because yeah. I know, I mean, obviously I do it myself. Yep, that's right. Well, you know, I haven't got any tomatoes, in the tomatoes naturally here in Victoria, you can't grow them all year no, round. You've only, right. you've only got a set season, so you've got to grow enough to, Preserve if you want, mm. and we do we do enormous amount of that, both drying and preserving, mm. so that we've got that beautiful flavour all year round. Right, so that's what you, as I was going to ask you about that. So you do that in summer, yes. you preserve everything, so that then you can use it as sauces and and relishes, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, throughout the year. Exactly, but you're not actually going to be able to eat a tomato. No, no, no straight not at all. from the garden. No. And you are. So do you ever go and buy? Do you ever buy one from the supermarket, Keith? Sometimes you have to, <laughs> oh, unfortunately. Oh, oh no! But you know that you know they've just got no flavour. So there's no point, really. No, and and it's it's also interesting though that that um, out of all the vegetables and fruits and tomatoes are fruits. Yes, that's they right. have the highest dissatisfaction rating of all of them. They are the least liked of all fruits and vegetables is the tomato. Is that true? That's it. In general, tomatoes are very popular. I mean, oh, we put are. them in all our cooking. We, do, we use them so much. Yes. So that's interesting to hear that you say that they're the least, least liked. popular. Least because they just don't have flavour. So that's why everyone wants to grow tomatoes. And that's why. And luckily, you know, there's such a, a surge now in, in vegetable gardening yeah. with the younger generation. So perhaps the supermarkets are going to have to do something about maybe not. Producing quite so many, hopefully. Exactly. It is a very, very interesting subject. And but as far as hybridization is concerned, it can actually happen naturally, can't it? You can get a a natural hybrid. Yes, you can. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. Um, It's not the same sort of thing. You might accidentally create something new. Well, yeah, yes. there's been a lot. There was, um, and while we're, we're still talking about tomatoes, but there was a there's a wonderful old story about um, a chap by the name in America, a little tiny Wisconsin town in America, and his name was Radiator Charlie. So you, you must you know you know what Radiator Charlie used to do for a profession. Tell me. He, well, he used to repair radiators. Well, it's as simple as that. I so he, be a bit more interesting so he, had, that. he had a little garage down the bottom of this mountain, and uh, he used to repair all the all the the trucks that used to come in from the mine up above but he was passionate about what he did so he created a particular variety of tomato naturally so he crossed four different types of tomato and came up with this one particular variety called radiator charlie's (laughs) tomato tomato. and it, it was better known as mortgage lifter Right, because what he did was he used to used to grow them from seed and he'd sell them from a dollar Mm. And after five years, he paid off his mortgage. Oh, good on so Radiator that was just Charlie! Amazing. Good old Radiator Charlie See, from America. So there you go. So yeah. he created something. He did kind, of, sort of naturally, sort of naturally, sort of naturally it's, it's but not, not. It's not a hybrid, but okay. it's it's sort of naturally. So, so what do we do? What do we do to increase the heirloom? The, the you know the, increase the situation where we're we're creating more, or we're growing more heirloom tomatoes, and we're trying. Control the hybridization. Is it possible? Not really. <laughs> mm, not, not really. But the more and more people that actually get back to growing from home, you know, growing yeah. their own their own vegetables that that then have control over the food that they eat, yeah. then that is where we are more likely to keep this uh, beautiful old heirloom range going. Yeah, and sharing them. And sharing, sharing them is another great thing. Yeah, so so that's a great idea. So I'm actually, because you've actually shared quite a lot with me this year, which was lovely, and with, uh, there are some ve- some beautiful flavours. I'm trying to find, oh, we're talking about tomatoes a lot now, but mm. what is your favourite tomato? This we're, we're getting off the subject just for a second. Yep. 
What are your favourites? Because I would love the listeners to know and I because there are some very sweet ones out there. There are some beauties. Um, my favourite is is uh, a, a French heirloom and it uh, it is called Jean Flamme. Jean Flamme. Which translates as yellow flame. So it's a yellow coloured, um, yellowy orange coloured uh, tomato about the size of a golf ball mm-hmm. but the flavour is just incredibly intense on that. It's just absolutely gorgeous to okay. eat. So that's so my favourite. Listeners, let's try Jean Flamet next summer. Where are we going to find? Where are the best? Oh, well, there are a number of seed companies out there. Yeah, there's some that you should we could recommend. Absolutely, there's there's a, a fabulous crowd over in Tasmania called Seed Freaks, and they grow all nearly all their own vegetable seeds that they put into offer. And they've probably around got about three to four hundred different varieties of of, of heirloom seeds. Right, um, and but they're all grown down in the Huon Valley, so oh. they're 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 already growing in a climate very very similar to ours. So we know yeah. that they're going to be successful. All the the seeds that I've grown from Seed Freaks, mm. we've had about a, between a ninety and a ninety eight percent strike rate. So the germination's been absolutely Fantastic. brilliant. Fantastic. Yep. So that's you, great. You say so the Huon Valley, obviously that, that that's a cold area and we're it temperate. Is cool. But what about the people in Queensland, for example? Where could they go? Or, well, there's, there's lots of seed companies up, so up that way as well. Right, you know, okay. it's only a matter of looking, yeah. um, searching after heirlooms, and and, and there they'll, and they'll be. Come up, okay, fantastic. But you know, we talk about the seed varieties that there used to be, mm. and there is a company that that was set up in about the 1820s, 1830s, a French company called Vilmorin, mm-hmm. and they had a seed catalogue that came out in 1885. Mm. And I'll just run you by just mm. some of the varieties and quantities they had. So they had 89 different varieties of lettuce, heirloom lettuce, oh. so 89 different varieties. Could you imagine that? That's a lot. At the supermarket, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I had 109 different varieties of beans, <laughs> 17 different broccolis. Wow. 69 different melons. Melons, wow. 19 different pumpkins, yeah. which – Pig food, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, oh no, I never love mind. It. I love it. 186 varieties of potatoes. Oh, potatoes. <laughs> and 54 different varieties of onions. Oh, and we really only how many do we have in the supermarket? Well, if you if you go to have a look at tomatoes, you might get two or three. If you yeah. have a look at broccoli, you've got this one, one. great big ugly variety, yes. which is a hybrid. Onions, we've got the, the about two or three, three. three. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So wow. so all these all these heirlooms. Mm. Have otherwise vanished, oh, and that's you know, and that's just such a shame because the narrower our our food chain gets, yep. the less goodness there is for you and I to to get all the all these wonderful old varieties that have got all the vitamins and minerals that um, are otherwise just going to vanish. So, what does that say to us? It says, "Let's start if we haven't already. Let's start our own vegetable gardens and eat flavor. Get some flavor on our plates and eat." Heirlooms. And, yeah, exactly, because we're going to be planting heirlooms. Eh? Heirloom seeds, here we come. Forget the hybrids unless you need to go to the supermarket. Exactly. That is fantastic. So the more we grow and share seeds in our local area, I think the stronger these plants will become as they adapt to our soil yes, and our climate. exactly. That's fantastic, Keith. I love that. Thank you so much. Hope you did too, listeners. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.